If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound, and you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care, a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, hey, Waffle Gang, I do hope you are well. My name is Mark, and today we're checking out some more relationship stories. And if you do love a Reddit story, why not consider hitting that like, subscribe, maybe that notification bell too. And let's crack on with today's first story, which comes from DapperLemon7495. And it's titled, My fiance got a face tattoo without talking to anyone. I am honestly stunned right now. My fiance Kim, I've just learned is completely insane. She took some days off work this week, sick, and avoided seeing most people in person. She claimed she was feeling sick and just wanted to stay home alone. She has never given me any indication that she would lie about this in the six years we've been together. No one in her family had any worries because she was a stable individual who would never do anything crazy. She got a face tattoo. She took three sick days from work to recover from the fact that she got a face tattoo. She told no one of this plan beforehand. I've never in our time together been talked to about tattoos by Kim. She showed no indication that she was even interested in getting any. I was not even the first to learn. Her sister visited her because she got worried after Kim cancelled meeting her with lunch on her third day sick and got the grand reveal. She didn't tell anyone beforehand because she didn't want to be talked out of it and hit the results because the swelling and redness were so bad that we would react badly and not be able to understand the artistic meaning. Kim is Asian American. She got Japanese symbols going down her forehead and under her eye. I don't know the meaning of them. I don't really know if I care to know the meaning of them. Kim's parents are Japanese immigrants. According to her sister, who was nice enough to inform me of this whole debacle, this is a big no-no in Japanese culture. Tattoos have links to crime and are looked down upon. Her parents are besides themselves and that is a whole other set of drama I can't even begin to approach. Kim talked to me last night about it and acted offended and started a fight because I told her it was absolutely insane of her to do this. She works a public-facing job. She talks face-to-face -face with clients in the financial industry. The minute her boss finds out, the career that she went to school for will be over. She actually didn't consider her job or family or me at all and decided a long time ago she was going to express herself freely without any concerns. I'm worried about her right now. This is not normal. She blocked my number after our fight and is ghosting me and her sister because we're trying to help. But dear Lord, this is far beyond me. I cannot comprehend what I'm even supposed to do right now. Kim's lost her mind. Is there any chance I will be happily married to this? A woman who went and got a face tattoo and hid that fact because she knew we would talk her out of it. Dear Lord, I really need to run, don't I? It does sound like a wild step to be taking, just out of nowhere like that, especially without consideration, you know, to her job and her life beyond getting a face tattoo. 
whilst I've been getting my sleeve worked on myself and I've been chatting to the tattoo artist about, you know, the wild tattoos that they've been doing and things. And he tells me like there's certain things he won't do, like he won't do like the inside of lips or anything like that. And he says if he's doing a neck like above the shoulder on the face, he won't do it for someone he hasn't worked with before and hasn't, you know, got a connection with in any way. And he said it's a fairly standard practice for many tattooists. But he, he said also said there's a lot of people out there who will just literally say, yeah, I'll take your money and put tattoo wherever you want. And I'm certainly not against facial tattoos or neck tattoos or anything like that. But I, I think myself, because I've considered going up my neck from my, my uh, lily sleeve up my neck as well. But I'm also very aware that one day YouTube could end for me and I will have to go back into a normal work office or something like that, which, you know, having a neck tattoo could heavily impact me getting another job. So it's something you have to take into consideration. But we're going to start with a comment from Majestic Jazz Hands, who says, I'm a tattoo artist. I've been doing this for over 20 years. My entire career, myself and a very large majority of my co-workers have morals about this issue. We don't do facial tattoos unless the person is already heavily tattooed and slash or they are over the age where they're settled into a career where getting a facial tattoo isn't going to affect whether they'll be able to get a good job. That's why they're called everlasting job stoppers. I'm really disgusted that another artist that was that greedy and that immoral that they didn't take the time to get to know this woman even a little bit to find out what she does for a living and how that tattoo could potentially negatively affect her for the rest of her life or until she's able to get it removed. Bioexterminator says my father was a heavily tattooed person. Both arms were sleeves and both legs had at least three tattoos each. His steadfast rule for us kids was no tattooing where it cannot be covered up for work. For context, he was in the military for 26 years and that's when he got all of his tattoos done. He worked for the federal government for an additional 18 years after retiring from the military. Most people he worked with never even knew he had tattoos. My brother and I are both heavily tattooed ourselves and we've never even entertained the idea of getting a face tattoo. To each their own but it's definitely not for everyone and potentially employment issues should be thoroughly thought out in advance before undertaking such a massive mostly permanent decision throw it away says i'm sitting next to my friend who took over her father's tattoo shop and one of the big three rules that she took from her dad and has the tattoo artist under employment follow is no face tattoos as a person's first tattoo conscious front says this is really odd it sounds like a terrible decision to me as I'm not a face tattoo fan, but my bias aside, she's hiding it from you and her family. She hadn't been talking about getting it. It sounds like a very rash decision. I'll try to get her help if she's in a crisis, but you also need to think hard about marrying someone who is acting out of impulse like this. And one more comment from Alternative who says, I have a friend who is a tattoo artist and they refer to neck tattoos as life ruiners and would never put a piece on someone's face as first ink. Usually a good artist will try to encourage first tattoos to be in an easily covered or less obvious places. I can't even imagine where she found someone to do it. So then OP comes in to update the post and says, wow, uh, this got some attention, huh? I read through the replies, but I can't really respond to all of you, so I'll just update here. The engagement is pretty much off. Kim has told me she never wants to see me again and I woke up this morning with her ring and a box of stuff I gave her on my porch. I don't know what's going on with her. Her sister and family have been trying their best but 
Nothing on their end is working. I brought up to her sister the idea this is a mental breakdown. They're looking into getting her help. It's painfully slow considering is not responding to anything and is refusing to talk to anyone. I really don't know what to say here, I guess. To answer some questions, Kim is 29 and I'm 28. In the seven years I've known her, she's never acted like this at all. She had a good relationship with her parents and while they were a bit overbearing at times, they've supported her in going to college and getting a career rather than starting a family. From what I've gathered, they probably would have been fine with any tattoo she got as long as it was not on her face, neck or hands. Even then, this kind of behavior is as far from Kim as I could have imagined. She just lost her mind out of nowhere. It's not like I can do anything about it either. She's blocked my number and does not want to see me. I'm just at a loss for words. One day I'm engaged and the next I'm not and my ex has a face tattoo. But now I'm going to turn this one to you guys. What do you guys make of this situation? Let me know your thoughts down in the comments below and let's move on to another story. And our next story comes from AL343806 and says, am I the a-hole for refusing to give my therapist's name and number? And it does come with an update as well. So I've 34 male, been going to this therapist for two years now and I'm very happy with her. Over the weekend, my mother texted me asking for the therapist number for her friend. I told her I would give her the number for the company that my therapist works for, but I didn't feel comfortable handing over my therapist information because it is private. My mother responded with a sad story about her friend and how she wants to recommend my therapist for her because my mother's therapist is retired. I told her I didn't feel comfortable giving that out and that even if I did, my therapist would most likely refer her friend to go through the company's intake program. I also told my mother that this made me uncomfortable and that I didn't appreciate her trying to guilt me into providing this information. She responded by guilting me even further, saying how she assumed I'd want to help her friend when I heard her story. It's my birthday today. My mother has not even wished me a happy birthday, but continues to make this an issue by texting me at work. I don't feel like the a-hole, but it's also really got me down. So, am I wrong? Edits that day. Just got into a fight with my father and have effectively told both of them to F off. I am seethingly angry right now and birthday is effectively ruined. Going to go home tonight and order something really delicious off of Grubhub and play with my dog who loves me unconditionally. Edit 2, between March 21st or 22nd. Wow, y'all. I didn't think I'd get any attention on this post and all day slash night has been one notification after the other with so much support. I'm literally sitting here tearing up and so thankful to have this much support from this community. It may have been a really awful birthday, but I feel super vindicated and taken care of right now. For anyone who was concerned, I did reach out to my therapist and ask if we could talk. While she couldn't talk, she offered up a slot for tomorrow, which I'm going to take. Edit 3. I don't know if anyone is still checking this, but it's cathartic for me to scream into the void this way. I screenshotted everything and sent it to my therapist. I'm going to be completely open and honest because if there's something I did wrong, I want to be willing to open up to it. Today has been hard, but I've decided that I'm not going to speak with my parents, at least until I have a session with my therapist. I don't know if the relationship can be mended at this point though. I've also been open and honest with some of my closer friends, 
and disclosed this posting to them in the hopes that I don't have to relive every minute detail when answering their questions. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort. So you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. And again, this might be me just reading one too many Reddit stories. I mean, I've read thousands, obviously. But my thoughts is, why is OP concerned? Is And it was going along the lines of, is mum trying to get information about this therapist, the number or something, so she can try and involve herself in OP sessions, trying to get some information or something along those lines? You know, we've seen it with doctor's appointments in the past where parents are trying to get involved in their children's lives like that trying to get private information out of them and it's worked sometimes i'm not saying obviously this therapist is going to hand over information but mum certainly might be going down that route or not as i said i probably read too many stories but gen p was going along the same lines and says is there an underlying concern here like that your mother will try to get a hold of your therapist and ask questions about your sessions or something I don't think you're the a-hole, but I'm not 100% sure what part of this you're uncomfortable with. Your therapist is bound to confidentiality, but you aren't. I do think your mum is being petty and dramatic, though. It's ultimately your choice and not something for her to be that bent out of shape over. Opie responds and says, I don't know. It just makes me feel uncomfortable. This person is supposed to be my safe space. My dad called me this morning while I was driving into work and His point was that I knew my mother's therapist, but that the truth is that my mother has been seeing the same therapist for two decades, and it was her choice to disclose her therapist's name. I feel like I'm being pressured into doing so. OP continues and says, I also understand my therapist has lots of other clients, but a lot of my therapy has been dealing with my family issues. I don't feel comfortable giving out that information for my therapist, even when I know she wouldn't share details from our sessions. Someone said to tell your therapist and Opie responded saying I forwarded the text conversation from yesterday to my therapist seeking some help because we weren't scheduled to meet for another three weeks. We typically meet every two weeks but she had to cancel next week's appointment. I haven't forwarded today's text messages because it's really gotten me down to receive this kind of message on my birthday and just the thought of reading it again even if it's just to take a screenshot makes me feel very depressed. Someone says to OP, could the friend be a cover for your mum to get her info? And OP says, you know, I doubt that the friend is a cover story, but I could always be wrong. My mother has a history of mental health issues, including bipolar disorder. 
When she was in a manic stage years ago, she would say some really horrifically harmful things. I've been there for her for two decades, ever since I was a teenager and I've suffered a lot because of her mental health issues. She's been better the last couple of years, but who knows, this could be a new phase. She did just cut off a whole bunch of her friends and, and when I spoke with her about it, she made claims about them that didn't seem to comport with what I knew about them. So then OP updates in the comments and says, so I actually blocked my mum yesterday. They've both been trying to reach me and Wednesday night, I sent my dad a text message explaining that they both irreparably damaged our relationship and that I didn't want to speak to them at this moment. I asked that he stop trying to reach me until I was ready to speak. The next morning, I had to send my mother the same message after she threatened to come to my condo. I added an extra caveat to her message that if she continued to try and reach me, I would block her. She ignored this and sent me another long and cruel text message, including telling me that my parents had gone out on my birthday without me to celebrate and that they even sang happy birthday to an empty chair. This was the final straw and I chose to block her. What I'm dealing with is an open wound and she just keeps sticking her dirty finger in there and digging around despite me trying to sew it up and disinfect it. Then Opie makes a post around a year later which says, So I've been seeing some follow-ups being posted and I figured I'd share this one in case anyone was curious. So obviously things were very bad with my parents following this episode. I went no contact with them for approximately four or five months. It didn't start off as no contact, but things progressed to the point where I told them they were no longer to reach out to me and if they showed up at my condo, to which they had a key, I would call the police and have the locks changed. My mum took this particularly hard. She really didn't understand what she had done that was wrong, which was beyond frustrating. She had sent messages and emails trying to justify herself. I felt extremely upset about going no contact, but ultimately found it to be a liberating experience. I ended up reconnecting with my sister, whom I thought was not speaking to me, but it turned out my phone was not sending me push notifications when she would message me on WhatsApp. She lives in a different country. So anyway, in June or July of last year, I reached out to my parents and explained that we could have a phone call, but that it was not going to be a two-way conversation. I was going to do all the talking initially, and if they wanted to, I'd give them the opportunity to respond at the end. I was very clear though that this was an opportunity for me to explain what had happened had affected me so deeply and why I was so angry with them. The call actually went much better than anticipated. They were silent and listened and the few times they started to speak up, I reminded them that this was currently not a two-way street. My mother played the whole situation off as a misunderstanding, although I don't buy it. My father didn't realize I wasn't speaking to him either. He thought it was just my mother who I was angry with, but he can be a little emotionally shallow, so I'm not that surprised. Following the phone call, I agreed to see them again on limited terms. It's taken some work, but we're back in a good place. I still think about last year, and I think about how this community helped me from going over the deep end, so I wanted to say thank you. Edit, and if anyone is curious how the birthday ended up going, I blew about 250 bucks on myself on Grubhub and one of my college friends organized an impromptu Zoom session with our group of friends across the country to sing happy birthday to me after I called to discuss the situation. We'd been together when I was visiting them that weekend when the conversation with my mother first started. And someone in the comments says, you know, stuff that happened in the original post 
was likely the straw that broke the camel's back and Opie responds and says, you hit it right out of the park. My mum has suffered from mental health issues for decades and I have always been the one to put her before myself, even to my own detriment. I was taking care of her when I was still in high school. A lot of my therapy has dealt with my familial relationships and that was my biggest concern. My therapist and I had several subsequent conversations where I explained that it didn't matter that I knew she couldn't and wouldn't disclose our sessions. I had this irrational fear that the two of them would start talking. It took me over a year to fully open up and start really digging into some of my personal stuff with my therapist and that was because of my irrational fears of my therapist talking about my issues with anyone. And OP kindly gives a little bit of puppy tax. And to me, I look at that as a a pretty positive update. You know, if you're going to open up the doors to these people, I know a lot of people are going to say it should have stayed no contact, etc, etc. But if you're going to open up the doors to this relationship again, you do it on your terms. And Opie sounded very sure of themselves in that conversation, you know, where they said, this isn't a two-way street. You're going to listen to me and I'm going to tell you what you did to me in the past. And if we do meet up, it's going to be on limited terms, Opie's terms. And from reading this and reading Opie's attitude, I think that they would shut it down very quickly if they started to damage them in any form again. Opie would be like, nope, you know, you had your chance. We're going back to where we were before. Which, like I said, if you're going to open that door to that relationship, that's the way to do it. But now I'm going to turn this one to you guys. What do you guys make of this situation? What would you have done if you was OP? Let me know your thoughts down in the comments below. And just a huge thank you from the bottom of my heart for getting involved in today's stories. Your love, your support, your time always means the absolute world to me. So thank you so, so much for being involved. Don't forget at the end of the video, there'll be a couple of playlists there for you that you can click on and it will automatically scroll through the videos for you. So if you're doing whatever hobby you like, drawing, running, driving, I know that's not really a hobby, is that a hobby? (laughs) Or crochet, I've just literally bought me a starter set. (laughs) Don't forget to let me know what you're up to whilst you're listening to today's stories or even on Twitter, send me a picture of what you're making right now. I always absolutely love to see it thank you so so much and i will see you soon take care and much love Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.